Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Elise Mullen, host of this week's episode of Bookmarked and Dog-Eared, a podcast about writing and creativity. Today, we're sitting down with 2020 SCAD graduate Olivia Mantoniques. She currently works as a freelance video editor, but her experiences with film go far beyond editing. I hope you enjoy. start off by asking you what first inspired you to get into filmmaking and if at all how have those inspirations changed over the years how do they influence your current work I guess I'm the type of person who's like oh yeah like this has always been my thing um which it has been since like age 10 not that I can vouch for anything I made at age 10 through like age 15. I had always known that I wanted to go into arts I think because I remember starting out thinking that I just wanted to be, I think I just said an artist because, you know, when you're young, you're just like general artist. Then I moved to photography and then I found film. And I think it started with a parody, a 20 minute parody that my friend and sisters and I made off of my laptop webcam called Twyblood about (laughs) the Twilight series. And ever since then, it's just kind of been like, what's the next project? What's the next project? So back then my inspirations were honestly like I was definitely not that like prodigy young kid who was like watching Tarantino movies at 11 years old like I loved Narnia I loved Harry Potter so I think I was definitely fueled by like the more fandom kind of films and then once I started like in high school I was lucky enough to go to a high school with a tv station um whbs tv and um they had like all of the adobe software there and like a green screen and a studio and i met other people who were interested in it so i think like my horizons in the film world broadened quite a bit and i started watching like movies that i truly respected and like um started thinking about like actual technique rather than just hey let's take my laptop outside and see what shot we can get the first time i think one of the best things about scad to be honest and i remember my professor saying this often too um i know a lot of people complain about it but i kind of like that you're <laughs> not forced but you are forced to do like multiple art type mm-hmm. I think it at least like allowed me now, like I can now go to an art museum and look at a painting and be like in some way turn that into a way to inspire me about film. I think that is kind of surprisingly been my inspiration lately has been like, I mean, of course films, but like surprisingly things not in my niche. Like I've loved cartoons lately. I love watching like Adventure Time um, and stuff like that where like the possibilities are endless. And that's actually like a lot of that, like freedom in cartoons and stuff and the cartoon worlds has really trickled into my filmmaking, even though I don't do cartoons and stuff. Yeah, I would say lately I've been trying to grab it from like different facets, like different types of art. I mean, SCAD is always talking about collaboration and they're like, you're going to work with these people for the rest of your life, start networking, start connecting with other people from other majors. And I think that that was something that I don't know if it was because it was randomized freshman year, but I feel like that was such a hidden blessing because I think if I had gone into SCAD and just stuck to 
talking to photo people and just being around like kind of the people that I'm in classes with all the time. I think that really would have limited me in ways that I probably couldn't ever see, you know? Yeah, totally. And I mean, it ended up that I, my best friends from SCAD were like (laughs) not film majors at all. I've been trying to just be more open about that just because I started off, starting off so young, it was always just me and my community being the filmmaker. No one else was. So, um, I think that's definitely changed for me. I have such a big pool of people to be inspired by now. I'm curious how you find life post-grad because when you're in SCAD, it's so, the community of creatives is incredible. Like it's overwhelming. And I just think that um, even being removed from it for this past year, I've felt, you know, the shift and I've, definitely struggled with creativity which also could go into we're in a pandemic so that obviously hits on it but do you find that being able to keep up with those connections has been helpful do you find the creative community outside of college the same different I as of now am back home in that same community where like I kind of felt like I was the only one and since then I've definitely like found um my small group of people who are also into that here but um It's definitely different. I would say that like, it is a little bit more challenging to feel inspired. So uh, almost, and I don't mean that to sound like daunting, like I still do, but uh, yeah, it is different. I I think it, it does force you to like, think about your own art style. Like I've just been very, as I'm sure most people have been with like the pandemic, like very introspective about like, what I want to see in my work and stuff. So I at least have like space where I have um, kind of like held up a mirror and been like, okay, well, like, how do I wanna like define myself and define my work? So like, that's been cool and stuff. And um, I appreciate that. But in terms of like actually getting out to like be motivated to do stuff. Yeah, I like miss the SCAD scene a lot. And um, Luckily, my mom still lives down there, so um, I can, like, come and dip my toes in when I feel like it. Yeah. So thinking back to your first film you ever created versus your most recent one, what do you think, you talked a little about your inspiration, but what do you think, I guess, in terms of what you are actually creating has changed over time? I mean, the most obvious thing is like including things from my personal life, like nothing about Twy Blood had anything from my personal life in it, really. (laughs) Um, But now it's almost harder and easier in the same way. Like, um, I feel like it's so nice to be able to like live a life and use that as your experience bank to dig into for your work. At the same time, it's like, I don't think people realize like how hard it is to like put yourself out there as an artist and like have to constantly be like looking at yourself and looking at the world around you and like looking that at that relationship. Um, so I would say it's, I've definitely become more connected to my work, I guess is like a good <laughs> um, yeah. blanket statement for how that has changed. Um, and also I, um, have just gotten so much better (laughs) I don't know I'm like (laughs) trained now obviously and I'm trying to um uh, I'm I'm very into editing and I'm trying to like expand into motion media and some like mild visual effects so that's like a path I never saw myself taking but I'm kind of been interested in that lately so oh wow 
So you have such a variety of work that you created, especially now if you're going into even more stuff. Do you have a preference in the sort of work you make? Is there something you kind of always go back to or do you like kind of exploring new things? I think even after all of that, my true love does still like lie within like full length films. Um, And my mind is always thinking in that way. Like, it's so, so hard for me to make short things. And I've probably said that before, um, but I write long-winded, I ex- talk long-winded, my stories are super long. Um, so eventually uh, that's the plan is to get back to doing features um, and like the dream uh, as many filmmakers are is to you know direct my own uh, piece one day. But um, as for now, I am focusing more on short form things like commercials and um, short films and music videos. And um, honestly, I kind of love that right now. I think that's exactly where I want to be because it's like you're with a feature film, you're doing that for like, you know, especially for an indie film, like you could be doing that for like 10 years. And for this, it's like one small project, like, I don't know, I got to learn how to do, um, learn how to create water droplets inside of After Effects for like some local wine commercial. So like that small project that only took like two, three weeks, like gave me one like piece of insight. And then like, I go to a next project and it's totally different. And like, I have a whole new challenge. Um, And like, maybe with that project, I learned like, I don't know, some new kind of, editing rhythm style I don't know (laughs) but um yeah I do miss films and I miss like I miss what I focused on in SCAD which was like definitely the narrative side like shorts and features however um yeah I think commercials and like short form stuff is like where I want to be right now yeah I want you to talk a little bit about more of the narrative film stuff because since we have lived together, I've seen your process of your mood boards and your notes and all of that stuff. But I just want you to share a little bit about that. Do you start with character developments? Do you start with a plot line? Like, I think you're so involved in your work, which I think, again, just makes it that much more successful and interesting. Um, What's your process like? Um, I would say I'm definitely super character driven. I would say usually I start with a concept and usually the concepts come from like any kind of inspiration. Like my senior thesis film um, was in my writing class with Professor Brett Wagner and I, um, for an exercise, he had us go through the SCAD Art Museum and I like found this embroidered piece on the wall and it inspired like this crazy story that had nothing to do with the painting. And then like, I don't know, another one could be based off of like my sister or something. But um, from there, I would say I definitely take the main character and just flesh them out as much as I can um, from what they were like when they were younger, like even if they're an older character, um, what school they went to, just like, I, I, it might be because like, I love playing Sims (laughs) or vice versa. I just love coming up with like fake people stories. (laughs) Um, so I would start there for sure. Um, and then I I guess I would kind of see where that takes me, I guess from there would be like general feel and color palette and stuff. Um, I actually, uh, took a lot of advice 
from the directing actors class I took um, with Professor Wolf. And he talks about like the four lenses and stuff that you have to pass before a film's like ready to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to like stay to that too. Um, the main thing is just to make sure that, cause I kind of like to, I try at least um, to take risks and incorporate some like, not out there, but like more unique facets to every film I do, even if it's a little subtle, Um, but it just, it has to like, it has to funnel through these like four lens basically, which means that like, it all has to be cohesive under one like message or one theme or like the color palette has to make sense with your sound design and like crazy stuff like that. So um, yeah, I think after character development, it truly just, I'm just thinking about it all the time and things just come to me whenever they come to me. I mean, you talked about how you being back home, you're kind of the only one. And it's, I think a lot of people can relate to that when they're outside of the SCAD community, but you showed a lot of your films locally, right? Can you talk about that? Like, how did you go about contacting people to do that? What was that like? Yeah, I was so lucky. Um, before SCAD, I um, I started at 15 gathering some friends together to make a Hunger Games parody. And it started out as like this really small thing. Um, and it ended up <laughs> becoming a uh, full-fledged two-hour movie. Uh, we borrowed like the equipment from my studio at the school and um, the community um, every year from that year on, we did like a huge like community summer movie where like, my friends' parents would be involved, our neighbors would be involved. Um, Random people who I would never, who come from different parts of my life, who would have never met up before and became like really good friends. It was just the weirdest thing to see. And it was very comforting in a community. Like I know that you're familiar with where there's not like a super big presence of arts um it was really cool to see people like my neighbors and my friends are not they would not consider themselves artistic even if you know they're selling themselves short but um it was so cool to see them get so into it and like really support everything I was doing I mean I consider myself rather shy when it comes to like my schools here at least like I definitely branched out at SCAD and stuff but I would say like, you know, go put this over there and everyone would be like, yes, yes, okay, (laughs) movies, movies, movies. (laughs) Um, And then by the end, I had like 10 people just on this like art adrenaline high who would be like, tell me like how I can get you a place to show this. Like, how can I donate to like get this film into film festivals? So truly like, um, it was a lot of planning, like, don't get me wrong, like, it was a lot of stress for me, but I truly couldn't have done it without just random people from the community really surprising me and rising up and being, like, this young artist, uh, we have to lift her up, so, um, yeah, that was really cool to see, and um, I would encourage anyone to kind of, uh, if they're in a position right now where they feel like they're in, a, like, a community where it's not so much that like I think you'd be definitely surprised. Is there anything about the video editing process or that whole um, kind of 
window that is important to the process, but most people, like, is there something that surprised you or is there something that maybe sometimes gets overlooked that really shouldn't? Um, yeah, editors do everything. They do everything. Like, they just are not given enough credit. And I mean, everyone in the film industry knows that. I, I don't think everyone outside of the film industry knows that. But um, yeah, I, uh, and still to this day, I underestimate how long something's going to take me. I mean, I've been using Adobe Premiere since I was 13. I'm 22 now. And still I'll look at a project and be like, oh, this will take me three days. And it'll be like, I don't know, at least like a week and a half later, I'll be like, what happened? <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say like, there is a really fun creative process, obviously to it. And I love that the possibilities are endless. And I love that with motion media and vis effects and how I know a little bit about sound design. I love that if you, I really wanted to, I could take a project and just do the whole thing from beginning to end. Probably not as good as if I collaborated, you know, with like people who were experts on that, but I just like knowing that I can do that. Um, and it's just kind of a powerful feeling to be honest, being uh, an editor, which is I think why I was drawn to it in the first place. Um, but aside from that creativity, there's also like just so much tedious work that goes into it. Mm -hmm. So, Right now, um, my main thing is building up my reel uh, as I'm like applying for jobs. And um, it's just a lot of sitting inside and sitting alone and looking at the same thing over and over again and being like, am I even like perceiving this right anymore? Or is my mind going absolutely insane watching this thing over and over again? Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. But um be nice to your editors. <laughs> Do you think that going from directing to editing, I guess more specifically editing, and then going back into like a directing role, do you, like, I feel like actors all the time say that once they step into the director's role and then go back to acting, they're like, oh my gosh, I have so much respect for my directors now. Like mm -hmm. crazy. Do you kind of feel that same way? Absolutely. Um, I am, uh, I would say that my favorite part about being, I think, I think the like actual word people use is deditor. I know that producer <laughs> and editor is predator, which is oh. just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I think the greatest part is being able to be on set and be like, oh, well, this is going to be a pain for whoever's editing this. So and then I can like, you know, change it to adjust and whatever. Um, but yeah, I think for sure it's made me more sympathetic on that. And it's also, it's also helped craft my directing a bit because I know how the editing process worked. And then that, that kind of goes along with um, how SCAD, you know, enforces the whole, uh, even within um, the film, um, the film department, you know, you have to learn lighting, you have to learn sound, you have to learn everything. And it really, maybe you don't agree with me on drawing, making you a better filmmaker, but like, for sure, like everyone's got to agree on that. Like you need to know what everyone goes through um, in order to see how they can all work together harmoniously. So yeah, that's, um, it's helped me tremendously for sure. Wow. So what are you working on now? What are your current goals? So 
uh, everything changed once I graduated and the pandemic came. Um, my original goals, which uh, I know like is a frequent thing um, at SCAD and in the art school was I really wanted to go to New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I even had a few roommates in mind and we had been planning and planning and um talking about sharing an apartment and then like getting some kind of like you know entry-level job working our way up um but the pandemic hit I graduated in September of 2020 so that was like right smack dab in the middle um and I remember just being like I nothing that I wanted to be done is done right now like I'm not feeling confident in myself and where I am like New York is just completely shut down everything's a mess um and I know uh I was on the same page as them but my roommates like wanted to go back to New York and stuff or still go to New York we didn't have jobs and I was like oh no that sounds so not good I was not financially ready for that Mm -hmm. um so I have always wanted to travel really bad um, which like, you know, everyone I feel like <laughs> does or should. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, over the quarantine, I realized that I thought I was pushing myself to like go into the saturated market faster than what I personally was ready for, not ready for, but like wanted. Um, I'm I, I can do all of like the film collaboration stuff. I can do the set stuff, um, but I'm definitely like an introvert. So I was like, why, why am I trying to force myself to go to New York right now? Um, so what I really want to do, and I just told my parents and they looked at me like I was insane, but I really want to find a van like a lot of people are doing right now. And then not totally deck out the inside, just make it good enough to live in for a couple months. And right now I am trying to find a remote editing job. I just started applying like crazy every single day um, so that I can be on the move and go wherever I wanna go and just be like, hopefully uh, taking my motion media and visual effects skills up a few notches, uh, depending on what kind of gig I'm able to land. So right now it's just making tons and tons of projects to fill the reel so that people are like oh she like we can trust her with our business so um and then I would like to see America a little bit before and then eventually I would I really want to get into the industry and start collaborating again and get into you know like artistic style films more so than commercials which like I said is where I really want to be but um yeah after I convinced myself that it wasn't like a bad thing to do. I just kind of want to take some time to do this. So I'm like so excited because I've never felt like more confident in the, something that, or a direction that I wanted to go right now. So yeah, it'll be, that'll be exciting once, once it, once the gears start going. <laughs> well, that sounds really exciting. I want to kind of going off of that to end it off. Um, you did graduate in the middle of a pandemic, which is intimidating for anyone. Um, but also, I think something to note that's really awesome is you ended up graduating early. You took, you know, a bunch of classes every quarter, a bunch of extra classes, and just continued to work for it. And I just want you to either share on how you think that was, why you did it, why what you, was good about it, um, and also just if you have anything else to say 
to people who are about to graduate or who are kind of going through this during the pandemic? I originally graduated or like pushed myself to graduate early because um, of financials mostly, I would say, and just because I had a few credits under my belt. So like it was plausible to reach for. Um, and I, I, I did, I really enjoyed my time at SCAD and stuff, but I just, as much as I did, like, I don't consider myself a school person. I, I'm not a fan of like super duper structured things. So um, three and a half quarter-ish years was perfect for me. <laughs> um, so uh, graduating during the pandemic was weird because I felt like I was ramping up my senior year to like, I finally felt like I had found a crew of people who like really supported me and I was so excited to work with them. Um, and like right before, like we were supposed to shoot my thesis, like that's when everyone got sent home. Um, so it kind of, I always expected it to feel more like grand, but obviously like when it's virtual and I didn't, I didn't actually go to the, um, the thing at the end, the commencement, but um, it kind of just felt like it fizzled out. And um, this isn't true on SCAD's part because like the advisors are actually great and you should definitely use the advisors. However, like coming out of the pandemic, I'm like, I, I did, I contacted him a couple times, but other than that, I'm like, well, now I'm like hundreds of miles away from my school and I don't know where to go. I'm looking on social media and like a few people in my class are already in New York with internships. Um, some people are in LA and stuff. So I would say to anyone who's graduating right now, especially amidst the circumstances, to like not feel pressured or like to compare yourself to any peers, um, which I think I definitely used to be, uh, I used to definitely fall victim to, but um, I have finally like, and I'm still like learning it, but I'm, I'm kind of telling myself like, slow down like your art deserves for you to you know give it time to breathe um I feel like I needed to experience more of life before I try to go out there you know and like talk about it <laughs> so um if that's you too and you're not ready to jump into that like I don't think that you should look down on yourself for whatever you think is good for you at that point but if you get an internship in new york right away like good for you that's great <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> hello everyone this is elise again i hope you enjoyed my conversation with olivia and hearing about her work with film i wanted to thank you for listening to this week's episode check back again on sunday may 9th for our 11th episode as always our podcast is available on spotify or at scaddistrict.com thanks again